0: This is the John Oakley show podcast.
1: You take the city of Chicago. Uh, So far this year, there have been uh, 20, I'm sorry. So far this year have been 256 blacks murdered. As a matter of fact, it's a, it's a, in in the city of Chicago, a person is shot every three hours and there's a homicide every 15 minutes. Uh, And so you have to ask the question, well, which is more important that is in terms of Chicago, there have been three people who have been killed by police this year, but a much larger number of blacks that have been uh, that are killing each other and then you look at you look at education you look at at city of Baltimore and this applies to Chicago Philadelphia uh, Cleveland New York etc cetera, et cetera but in in uh, in the city of Baltimore um there are 13 out of 39 high schools where not a single student tested proficient in math, and only 3% tested proficient in reading. And, 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 and this, is, this is a story that can be told in many of our cities. Just the, the, the fraudulent education that's being delivered to blacks or black people being insecure in their neighborhoods, and for the most time, they're not worrying about uh, policemen. They're worrying about other blacks murdering them. And so I'm saying that, that the, the tragedy that happened with uh, George Floyd is, is inexcusable. It's despicable behavior by the police. But if you want to look at the problems that black Americans face, the, the police or systemic uh, discrimination is the least of our problems
0: well uh, by the way let me just wonder uh, about the numbers you cited earlier in chicago you're saying a homicide every 15 minutes
1: No, i'm sorry every 15 hours
0: okay well all right uh that's still an appreciable clip but moving yeah. forward yeah, every,
1: when you're 15 hours yes
0: all right uh and yeah we know and in fact this past weekend i believe 18 more people were shot to death in the city of chicago uh I'll just punctuate the point with that. But when you talk about Baltimore and the schooling, the abysmal results there, uh, which you're saying is endemic to a lot of inner city schools in American cities. Is that not a form of systemic racism, though? I mean, when they get into a school system that somehow, uh, I don't want to know, I guess corrupt might be one way of saying it, but it's obviously uh, something that's pretty uh, shoddy in terms of uh, outcomes. Uh, Who or what's responsible for that?
1: (laughs) If you, if you ask the question, if you, look at, if you look at the major cities where this fraudulent education is occurring, the, the, the uh, cities have been run by Democrats for well over half a century. Many times there's a black mayor, black the chief of police, black superintendent of schools. So if you want to uh, use uh, racism, you just have to say, well, these blacks are racism. They're destroying their own people. And I don't believe that's true. Uh, that is, uh, the, the, the rotten education in our cities is a result of the political structure. And, for example, in New York City, uh, my colleague Tom Soule has just recently done a study, and his book will be out at, by the end of June. He points out that he does a study of 100 schools and uh, 100 charter schools in New York City, and the kids who are black kids who are going to these charter schools are doing much, much better than their peers in the regular public schools but the mayor of New York uh, Bill de Blasio he's trying to shut down the charter schools and he's trying to and he's and the educational establishment the NEA they're trying to shut down the charter schools because they don't like the competition and so and so it, it, and matter of fact in terms of these charter schools there's the waiting line to get in is 55,000 people and so so I as if you, if you look at discrimination and racism and the police as being the problems that black Americans face, the problems will last forever. That is, we, we have to do something else.
0: Yeah, what you're saying is the black communities are really, uh, they're victimized by the policies that are purportedly put in place to help them.
1: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And and if you look at I've often said that that there's... that that black people have weathered through the harshness and the injustice of slavery, Jim Crow, and the harshest racism. But the, and all those measures, all those despicable acts could not do to black Americans what the welfare state has done. That is the, 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 um, the illegitimacy rate among blacks is 75%. And keep in mind in 1940, the illegitimacy rate among blacks was 11%. Uh, in 1880, in 1890, uh, most black kids, up to 80% of black kids, depending on what city you're looking at, live in two parent families. Today, less than a third lives in two parent families. And I'm not a prude, but the fact but if you're born, you don't know who or where your father is, that's not a very good start on life.
0: Well, the jury seems to be in on that. I mean, the data is hard and fast, and has been for a long time now. The dissolution of the family has not augured well uh, in any instant, but particularly more acute in black communities or families. Would you say
1: that 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 is absolutely right? Matter of fact, the uh, illegitimacy rate among whites is over, slightly over thirty percent, and again in nineteen forty, the illegitimacy rate illegitimacy rate among whites was three percent, and 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 if you look at the, if you look at the, the number of people who are in prison the the it's overwhelmingly people from single uh single-headed you know female-headed households if you look at uh, suicide rates you look at crime you look at all these other statistics it come, the people come from broken homes that is uh uh you know a female-headed households so so, so you you can't blame that on racism. That is, you, I mean, that is, black people had far more, far greater family structure during the times of uh, after slavery than right now.
0: But Professor Williams, how do we account for the claim that uh, black communities? are over-policed. Uh, and, I mean, you've kind of answered already why the incarceration okay. rates are disproportionate. Uh, but how do we uh, account for the, uh, or what would you say uh, in face of the claim that uh, the black communities are over-policed?
1: Well, if, if, if they were over-policed, the crime level would not be as high as it is right now. That is, if, that is, if, if the Chicago, for just for example, you can use many other cities, St. Louis, Baltimore, if there was over policemen, you wouldn't uh, over policing, Reverend. You would not find two hundred and fifty-six people murdered this year. The police would be there to prevent. And and you look at crime. You know, the average person does not know the horrible conditions that many black people have to live in. That is, uh, <clears throat> many times, black people mothers have to serve dinner on the floor to avoid stray bullets. And or sometimes have their children sleep in bathtubs to avoid stray bullets. They're afraid to come out at night, bars at the windows. And the average American would not begin to tolerate this kind of an existence. But it's, it's, uh, it's something that black people have to, learn, have, have, have to learn, learn to live with. I'm 84 years old, and when I was a kid, the kind of things that go on in black neighborhoods did not go on. The, in, in the city of Baltimore, for example, uh, in 2015, an average of four teachers were assaulted each school day of the year and, 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 and you know, assaulted so much that they needed medical treatment. And, and uh, when, I was, when I was a kid in school, you didn't even look cross-eyed at a teacher.
0: And so these progressive policies, again, uh, let me get back to that, which were obviously uh, meant to help, uh, you're saying, have really backfired. How then does one unravel this Gordian knot? I mean, if we're slipping back into the abyss here uh, socially and, you know, socioeconomically and all the other things, uh, the malaise that confronts the black communities, uh, how does one redress those or correct uh, the trajectory
1: well, you, you, you maybe need to get back to doing things that work as opposed to things that sound good. That is, <clears throat> when, when I was in, in elementary school and in, in junior high school, uh, if you got wise with a teacher, you were sent down to the vice principal's office, and he had a paddle on there, and he would whip your butt. I've had my hand smacked a number of times by teachers with a ruler. But you know, a teacher or a vice principal doing that today, he would go to jail. And so, what I'm saying is that that's just one example of how we've changed from from doing things that worked to doing things that sound good, and 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 we see that we're paying the price for it.
0: Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast.